Um, one thing I've learned is that kind of courage and boldness isn't kind of the absence of fear, but um, doing it anyway. And so I think that's what's kept me going is just like almost the fear of not doing it. And in five years or 10 years, looking back and saying, oh, I could have done this, I could have done that. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast. It's a conversation about faith, justice and how to help change the world. I'm Anna and today I'm joined by Sandeep and Ryan. In this episode we'll be hearing from Jay Vessel, also known as Jordan, who is a singer-songwriter. He made history in 2014 by becoming the youngest ever independent solo artist to be nominated for a MOBO award. But before we hear from Jay Vessel, it's time for our link-up section. This is where we link up the intersection of faith and justice and hear from one of you or someone new. Welcome everyone, we have a new guest on, Ryan. Ryan is part of our Youth and Emerging Generation team and we're really excited to have him speak um, about creativity and just, yeah, to get to know him a bit more. But Ryan, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Hey guys, my name's Ryan. It's great to be with you guys and chat with everyone. I'm on the egg team here at Tear Fund, like Anna said, and pretty much I get to help expand our partnerships with different churches, organizations, and individuals all across the UK, which is actually super fun. And I love that I get to do it. Well, we love having you on the team. It's so much fun. But yeah, the audience might not know you yet, Ryan, um, before you've come and spoken to different people. So we wanted to ask you a couple of cool questions. But yeah, Ryan, we wanted to know what has been your favourite place you've ever visited and why? Okay, I love that. Great. Okay, so one of the best places I've ever visited, I probably have to say Sardinia, one of the, the big island off Ooh. the coast of Italy. I absolutely love it. It's like insane. It's like carbs, beach, carbs, oh. beach, <laughs> gelato, carbs. Be, it's I like the cubs are the so best. high up. <laughs> that is my kind of holiday. I think I know where I'm going to be going next. Carbs, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carbs, yeah. Take me with you, Sandy. Yeah, oh, you we'll need to go, go there. Together. You need to go there. It's totally, it's totally amazing to visit. Um, best place I've ever lived. Um, I have to say would be Sydney, Australia. I absolutely love living there. Uh, you're all again beach is a big thing for me you get to live on the beach it's got amazing city vibes but like super chilled beach vibes the food and coffee scene is absolutely insane um i just love australia it's, it's an amazing place and i was there for like five years so living in sydney was like definitely the fear one of the most favorite place that i've lived yeah but next question is what's it been like growing up in northern ireland which growing up in growing up in ni was was yeah, it was different. It was cool. You know what you know what we're like in Northern Ireland? We're that little complicated country, right? You know, everyone's trying to figure us out. But um at a, it was really cool growing up there. I loved it. I feel like you when you ask most people, like, are you happy where you grew up? Most people say yes. You know, because it made them who they were, it made them who they are today. I feel like a lot of people would love to leave where they grew up and travel, but most people would like say they love where they grew up. And I have to say, like, I love that I grew up in Northern Ireland. Like our culture is uh super unique. I think whenever a country comes through a lot of stuff, like comes through a lot of like mm. history, that it actually develops like a resilience. It develops like a, a certain type of character. And I think Northern Irish people, Irish people in general, um, have got like a really cool, interesting culture that I've, I loved growing up in. Yeah, it was super fun. I feel like the Irish are, are very much a bunch of like tough cookies, like thick skinned from what I've met of like Irish people. And I love that. I just feel like they're really strong. I, I like, yeah, like what you said about <laughs> I dig that. And then Ryan, I think I forget how many places you've like lived and visited and like how many different experiences because you've also been in London. How did you find London? London was insane. It was always the sort of place like growing up and, and I like I tried to avoid it always just seemed like super crazy I was like oh if you can avoid like, sort of the place you went through to go on your long distance holiday you know I'm going to go into mm. Heathrow I'm going to hang out for a bit and then go on so whenever I felt like God was calling me to London it was like really like you want me to leave the beach you want me to leave Australia you want me to go to like a crazy city but honestly living there for five years was one of the most amazing experiences of my life like I love London I miss it every single day um, the diversity, the the cultures, the food, the vibe. 
vibe, the parks, like, and London's the sort of place that takes you on an emotional roller coaster, right? Like, you can be on the, a packed tube in rush hour being like, ah, get me out of here. And then you pop out at like Piccadilly Circus and you see this amazing like vibe happening, people everywhere. And you're like, I love it. So like London can sometimes be like, oh my gosh, get me out. I love it. Get me out. I love it. It's like this roller coaster. Absolutely like miss it. It's it's such a cool city. It will always be my second home. And I made some of my best friends like there that, yeah, I'll cherish his friends for the rest of my life. So yeah, London is my second home. I love it. And we'll visit any chance oh. I get. Oh, I feel like you should just come go to London and just visit. He's like, come back. <laughs> we're getting the love in your voice for London. Oh, yeah. But Ryan, we're going to get a little deep with you now. If you could do one thing go. in your life again, what would it be? One thing in my life again. First off, I feel like that's something you would ask like a 119 year old person, you know, like, what would you do again? <laughs> What would you do again if you, if you could? Because there's loads I still want to do, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you ask a young person that, they'd just be like, hashtag no regrets. No, it's a good question. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm 33. So looking back in the past 33 years. Okay, let me give you like the personal example. I would 100% relive my wedding day and the birth of my daughter. I would relive, oh. the, I would relive both those moments. And yeah, like there's loads of cool stuff like we've all, I'm sure, done in our li- lives, like experiences and stuff. But I feel like those moments, like the precious family, amazing moments, they go by too quick. Like your wedding day just flies by. And I always give advice to people when they get married, like take 30 minutes to just go off after you're married and just sit and tell everyone to leave you alone. Because the day goes by so quick that you like forget everything. And it's the same like like when our daughter was born, like it was one of the most life-changing moments in my life. But like it just see like there's so much happening, you know, there's nurses and there's doctors and you're like, and they're handing her to you and you're learning. And I'd love to just go back and just relive all those special moments. So that's the oh. personal for sure. Oh, those are two such fantastic examples. My brother's actually getting married in two weeks. So I'm going to send him a text and say, make sure that you have 30 minutes out of your day to like relax and just enjoy it. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, no, it's so great when yeah, there's things to celebrate and we've lived a good life. Because you know, you can have those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I've done all the amazing stuff. But would you say there's still like, you can still happily say like the best is yet to come? Oh, for sure. For sure. And I know it's like probably a super cheesy, like Christian response, but like, I do believe that in Jesus, like there's always more to come. He's always going to blow your mind more whenever you're sold out for him. And like a hundred percent, like what we've done in, in London, I felt was a little fortuitous. Like I want to plant more churches. I want to, you know, pioneer more things. I want to be a part of all that stuff. I want to, I want to glorify God. Like really that's it. When we're doing all that, it's like, God, like, how do we direct people to you? Like, that that's the, one of the most fulfilling things you can do on this earth. You know, it's like, it's its help people encounter Jesus. Like, it's its the best thing. So I love it. If you're listening at home and want to submit a question of your own, head to at We Are Fund on Instagram and send us a DM or leave us a voicemail, either asking a question or sharing your thoughts. We love to hear from you. But now it's time for our next section, the plug-in. Welcome to our plug-in section, guys. We plug into what is going on in the world, offering a perspective based on our faith. And we thought we would talk about the power of creativity today. So the power of creativity to bring change and why that's important to each one of us. And we'll be chatting with Anna and Ryan. So we're going to be chatting about this. Welcome, guys. But guys, the power of creativity. What are your thoughts on this? Get us started. Someone start us off with a thought and we'll go from there. Everyone's creative. Like, I fully believe that. Like, I know it's a classic Christian saying. We hear it all the time. Our pastors tell us, if you're made in the image of a creative God, you're all creative. It's not just the creative department. And I know it's something that we throw out of that, but I fully believe it. Like, every single person, no matter how unique their personality, is creative. And I think that's a pretty cool thought. I like Yeah. That's actually something I had to wrestle with because my – I wouldn't say my parents are super great at drawing and stuff and neither am I. And I think sometimes you can also like box creativity to like, it has to be artwork. And I think I didn't realize like you can be creative with your words. You can be creative in how you pioneer and like create new ideas. Like your imagination is creative. So actually like even being in this role right now in tier fund was like a bit of a step of faith. Cause I was like, I'm not really sure like if I have the right experience, like I don't know if I've done this before. I just kept getting these words like from God through other people about like God was bringing creativity and he was like birthing it. I think that's a really good point as well, because naturally, I'd only think that 
creative people are those that are in maybe professions that are like media related or um I don't know artsy you know kind of thing and I'd always I always think of that as creative but then because I always think like if I'm thinking of a doctor would I call a, do- a doctor creative but then based mm. on your point actually Ryan I think every everyone is creative to a degree and actually creativity comes through in our work and what we do but then also just as people I like that thought actually that actually everyone's creative because we're created by a god who is bestows his image within us and we have all of his characteristics to shine out as well I really like Mm. that I think God did like a powerful work during the pandemic as well of like I don't know if it was like it in your churches but I feel like the production team is often behind the scenes and like you wouldn't I don't feel like they got a lot of credit from the front of like wow you're doing such a great job then we hit the pandemic and all you can do is online which means your creativity and your digital work is so important and I felt I don't know I kind of like really love that like creative people and like those in media teams just got elevated as like actually you are fundamental to this church still running and uh, yeah I just wonder if God was behind that to try and make sure that everyone gets their value and honor honor that's due I might be biased because this is a profession I'm in and like with my church I was integral with that but like 100% God was in that like I'd been saying for years how churches like local churches need to be online I've been thinking this for years but I was like I just wasn't seeing any churches do it and then we hit the pandemic and we're kind of forced into this and I just think it was so good I mean there was the other side that actually those churches that have older congregation members that probably don't have the means to do it really not missed out but like they really suffered in those times and I've seen a lot of churches that did suffer during the pandemic in that area but I think it was a real god thing that there were churches that were able to actually grow in new ways and new territory during that season. Ryan another reason we want to talk to you is because you you are a creative so you've mentioned a bit about like songwriting a bit about worship but also like we've just seen you like you know your imagination like your ideas has just been so powerful so what's it like for you? Yeah, I think I think living in London, and I know we talked a little bit about this earlier, um, you learn to be creative on the go. Like you learn to be, and I think it's the best way to be creative. Like I, d- I do definitely think you need the quiet place, especially songwriters, um, even, you know, people who are write, you know, writers, poets, all that stuff's great. Even artists, you need the, the quiet place to create. But I think we get we start moving and we start really tapping into things whenever we learn to be creative on the go and we learn the art of capture. So like we're walking around and we're capturing everything we see. And London was so good for that. Like Northern Ireland's good for it in a different way. But London was so good for it because I would just walk around London and just look and just people watch and like take everything in and it would just get my brain thinking about different things, whether it's writing analogies for sermons or whether it's like coming up with things that link to God's word. Like there was just so much out there. And I think for me, the art of capture is my big thing. Like I love just walking around, looking at everyday life scenarios and just taking from it, you know, like hearing a quote, hearing a conversation, seeing someone act a certain way, a moment of nature. So that gets me flowing. Like if I need if I need some creative space, I'll go for a, a walk around my local park. I'll um I'll go for a drive down a scenic route. I'll do all that sort of good stuff. I'll, I'll get lost in the city for a little bit because that really gets me thinking creatively and like gets things moving and gets me yeah coming up with different concepts, different thoughts, different ideas. I love that. There's something about your environment that helps shape your creativity as well. I think. I think being in the right place. It just brings it out of you a bit more, I think, when your environment's a yeah. lot more, yeah, like around you and that. I like that. Yeah. And people. And people yeah. too. That's why like so many people move to big cities like London, New York, LA. Because when, like, I noticed, what, again, like, I'm picking up London here, how much London is getting the credit on this podcast. When I moved to London, like, <laughs> I felt like my creativity went up a notch. Because I'm around so many creative people. Like, wow. people think differently. People think different in London. They think different in big cities. London is so different to the rest of the UK. And that's why I think when you're around like-minded people, it just, cre- like, you-, you seem to flow quicker. You seem to, like, I don't know, your creativity just goes up a notch and you get you get moving, keeping your creativity flowing and moving. So for our young people that are probably listening to this and, like, young adults, what, what would you say are some things that they can do in order to have those things cultivated around them, to have the environment that's good? Like, what does that practically look like and how can we create that? How did you create that in your younger years? 
depending on where you're at, I think it's looking at like, okay, well, what, what's your thing, you know, like what, or what do you want to grow in? Like, for example, I've been talking to Anna recently and I've been like, Anna, I feel like God's pushing me a little bit more to kind of tap into my musical side a little bit. Like I come from a musical family, you know, I, uh, I was in bands when I was a teenager. Like I got my guitar sitting right here. Like it's always been part of me, but it's always kind of been sidetracked. Like, you know, when I got into full-time ministry, I was, I was flat out. And I feel like recently God's just been nudging me like, hey, write songs, write psalms, like sing to me, like, you know, stoking that again. And I think like Anna's been actually great because she's been like annoying me to kind of like get into it and to move into it. So I think whatever, whatever your, whatever your thing is, whatever it's God's nudging you into or whatever you want to grow and create, whatever it is you want to grow in. Right. So like put yourself in that atmosphere. So if you're in a church and you're like, you know what, I feel like God's pushing me into like growing in my music go to worship rehearsals say hey can i just be around you guys can i can we hang out can we do things together if you want to learn art you want to get better at poetry like find in your local area like where's the local poets club where's the where's like where's the local artists hangout like where's where, where can i be and i think like we talked about just there like put yourself right in the thick of where you need to be to grow. I, n- I never could have understood how I'd become a pastor, but I surrounded myself with people that wanted to become pastors for three years. And all of a sudden I was learning all these new ways to read the Bible. I was learning all these new ways to write a sermon. I was learning all these things. So I think if you're a young person out there and you want to grow in a certain area, no matter where you're at, find out where you need to be and also find out what your what gets your creative juices flowing, whether it's, do you know going out for walks being around nature so get both those things in sync your atmosphere and what gets you thinking what gets you creative combine them together and i think they'll naturally start moving towards it i love that that's really good advice now you mentioned that you have your guitar with you could you just grab it and give us a song right now <laughs> is it our shit oh darn it you know no one's going to be on the world stage like from the get-go but actually like god will use whatever you're like stewarding you, you've got to start like, you've got to start stewarding that gift because you never know where god's gonna like put it what about you sandy how's your creative process that's awesome i think my creative process i think with me i'm very spontaneous as a person and so a lot of the time i do try to channel that spontaneity in a way that actually makes sense to what i'm doing so for example my work field is digital communications that's what i studied at uni and comms is always something that I just love and the online world is something I love. I think something that I've been pressing into more, which I've just had doors open for, is like public speaking, which is I've always done as a side hustle, like a side hobby, just as a little thing, which is something I cultivated at uni, but that was just a real side passion. And then, but once I, once like the doors started opening and I started doing things, people would see it and then more doors opened. So it's, I think like what you were saying, Anna, actually just putting yourself out there and doing it and doing things that make you happy, that actually spark that joy for you and that fulfill you internally and that actually benefit others as well. Because I could present anything, but I'm very niche with what I do present. There's something that I want to be a spokesperson for my faith first and foremost. Mm. And so you know, I could go present in on TV or whatever, but I, w- I won't choose to do that unless the door does open one day. Who knows? You know, something I was thinking about was how, like, what you do in your private life really enhances your public life, I think. And so, you know, in an age where social media yeah. is a massive platform and everyone can present an image of themselves um, and we can all just present our highlights of life, I really think that when being creative, that we need to check with our private selves how we're doing as well. Like, so that actually the two merge and they're actually a true reflection of life holistically so that the highlights that you see on someone's social media actually reflect a life that's true, that actually their life's going really well, but that they're able to be vulnerable as well as and when is needed. And I just think that creative process of ebbing and flowing with life and the challenges that come with that and being able to, yeah, kind of manage the public versus the private side, I think is a really important thing for creatives to do. Like when David was called to be king, there were so many years between like when he was actually king. Um, so, yeah, I was just wondering, guys, how do you know when it's your go season? How do you know when it's your I'm in the secret place, God's birthing things and I'm going to really like nurture treasure and look after them? And how do you know when it's just something fun and it's not for anything? Just enjoy doing it. David, it, it, it's kind of crazy with David because he just got on with what was there, you know, like and he was obviously always a songwriter. He was always 
sitting there loving God and like just declaring God's praises, but like everything that God taught him in the secret place, like fighting the lions, fighting the bears, complete devotion, independence on God, comfortable in himself and solitude, like all that stuff, like done him wonders in his career. You know, if you want to call it that, his career, his ministry is what he went on to do. So I think you're right. I think like, like you said, Sandy, the secret place has always got to be there. Otherwise the creativity, the public stuff, will falter you may be able to keep it spinning like you may get really good at doing the gifting or doing the creative thing and you can keep things spinning but it will eventually lack substance i think there's nothing more than people are craving right now is like creatives and pop people who are on public platforms with authentic deep substance um and i think people can sense it more now than ever um so i think if you just do it david just crack on like continue like being wholeheartedly devoted to god yeah for sure no that's actually so encouraging and yeah ryan you seem a bit of a david as well with your different songs singer songwriter psalms that you're doing your worship so i think i think it's encouraging also because like you've moved around a lot like you've done a lot of different things like church pastoring like you know partnerships you're in tier now you know and that yeah just uni like bible college like Anyway, but you've just done a lot of different stuff, but like we can see the fruit of that and like what God's birthing through. So I think it's like encouraging for other creatives to like look at you and see that you stayed faithful. So when we stay faithful, you know, there will be those moments of glory where we get to partner with God to see lives change. And then there are those quieter moments where we're just like in transition, you know, and moving about. But all of that is just part of us being like disciples and like following the Lord. Now you're totally right, Anna, but I think as well, like, because it's weird. I think with Instagram and all now, when we think about our calling and what we want to outwork creatively, we always think public. So even when I felt like, whilst I've always had a musical background and I felt like God pushing me in, like, you know, write songs, sing to me, all that stuff. In my head, when I'm thinking of doing that, I'm thinking about leading worship. And literally, like, in front of people. And I felt like God say to me, no, write them to me. If no one ever hears it, I want to hear it. Sing to me. Like, who cares what people think of you singing? I want you to sing to me. And I actually felt like God say to me, like, what if no one ever hears what you write? What if no one ever hears what you sing? It's for me. And I felt like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so hard to get that out of your head because I've never been a worship leader in church I've, I've more been on the pastoral side, but it's crazy how when I felt like God pushing me into being tapping more into the musical side of things, I automatically go there in my head to people like public, like da da da, and it just felt like God's just been like da ah, 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 nah, like private, private, and I think it's like we talked about like we can't like you said, Sandy, we can't just go to this. I think too many of us get it wrong that way. We're like, we, we see the platform, we see the stage. And yes, it's not that our hearts are bad. You know, we're, we, we just, everything in the world tells us to associate creativity, success with that. And I think, you know, we don't see all the hours and hours and hours that a lot of these guys that have made it to those platforms or made it to those stage put in behind the scenes, you know? And I think we can never underestimate that. And from a Christian perspective, we can't underestimate how first we bring our sacrifice to the altar of Jesus we give our gifting, our talent to him. And then, hey, if he wants to take it further, he will. But maybe he just wants to hang out with us and he wants it to be for him. Mm. Amen. That's so powerful, Ryan. That is. That is a golden nugget right there is what I always like to say. That was a golden nugget moment. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. It made me think of at COP26 when Benito did his talk at the event that we did for our young people. And his whole talk was about having an audience for one with Jesus. And it was exactly like what you're saying, yeah. like this thing of it's not about the crowds. It's not about the people and externalizing it. It's actually about what does it look like if in all of this, above all of that, that actually your audience is just Jesus. Because whether you're in a crowd or not, yeah. your audience anyway should just be Jesus to all things yeah. be to his glory, you know? And it, it just, oh, I just love that. That's such a golden nugget moment, Ryan what you just shared Mm. that is some real deep light truth right there oh guys thanks so much for chatting this was such a good convo just like rounding up the power of creativity to bring change and i think that right at the end right there about what you shared ryan was just absolute gold right now we're going to actually hear from anna's interview with jay vessel about his process of creativity about when to go public and how god has elevated him to public places so stay tuned guys and listen to this space 
Awesome. So yeah, hey Jay Vessel, really nice to meet you and yeah, just for you to be on this podcast. Thanks so much for giving us your time. We just wanted to hear more about yeah, who you are, what you're doing. I think you've got a lot of purpose and calling on you and what you've been yeah, pioneering and real trail like trailblazing about. So we just wanted to hear more about that, how you did it, and yeah, if we can just like learn from you. Did you want to introduce yourself first to anyone listening? Yeah, well, hello Anna. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, pleasure to be on. My name is Jay Vessel, producer, songwriter. My name is Jordan, but my artist name is Jay Vessel. Yeah, the J stands for Jordan and the vessel is what I feel like God um, called me to be, just his mouthpiece and to be, yeah, just ready and available to be used by him for any and every good work. Mm, amen. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I love that. So before we kind of get into everything that you're up to and like where God's been moving, when you were 15, 16, did you see yourself in the position that you are now? Did you ever think this is who you would become? Yeah. Well, when I was 15, I released my first ever song called I'm a Vessel. Okay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's quite funny looking back because, yeah, I had my dad like in the background at the music video, glasses on, it's like Men in Black. And yeah, we recorded that song. And then, yeah, like a year or two later, I got nominated for a MOBO award and I was the youngest nominee to become a, a MOBO, yeah, for a MOBO award. And I was in sixth form at the time, so it was like, yeah, my head was so big. No one could tell me anything. <laughs> like, you know, one day I'm at um, the MOBOs, next day I'm in lectures. So that was my life from very young. So I think from then, I definitely envisioned it and it kind of became a reality really quickly from a young age. That's really cool. And yeah, did you find it like jarring being in two spaces, like sixth form and then on stages or singing and producing? Or did oh, it kind yeah. of feel like it was just normal? No, 100%. Yeah, it felt, it felt weird. It felt annoying because, to be honest, yeah, looking back, I was too distracted. Like, I was so distracted in my head. I was like, ah, oh, I don't need this, you know, school. I don't want to be here. I'm going to be a musician. But mm. I should have just focused on my books. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely something that I couldn't kind of escape mentally. It was all I ever thought about, making music, making songs, performing, um, which was actually to the detriment of my school career some yeah in some ways and my parents was was always pulling me up on it so yeah that was interesting GCSC A level time <laughs> yeah and it is like a lot of work that you get given during your GCSEs and A levels I feel like for some uni students like it gets a bit easier after a while yeah I've been telling people uni is easier than A levels like A levels is mad you go from kind of just normal work normal school work to like full-on coursework deadlines exams every five seconds and then you yeah you kind of get left to your own devices the first year you can just really relax there's not really much on yeah for sure and also a levels you've got that extra pressure of like where is my life going will I ever achieve anything mm. whilst you're still <laughs> trying to do it and then at uni you're a bit like okay there's like a fun social life at the same time exactly spot on Okay, yeah, so kind of, yeah, you've been known for being bold and courageous and just like stepping into like new places that maybe like other music artists haven't been before, just you haven't seen people around you doing that. I just wanted to know from a faith perspective, like how do you stay obedient to that call or how do you stay obedient to stepping into those open doors if it feels like other people aren't doing the same or it's something new and you don't know like how it's going to go or whether it's going to work? Yeah, I think um, I think I haven't always felt bold and courageous um, when I've when I've been doing stuff I'm actually quite introverted as a person I don't really like to go anywhere uh, which isn't great for networking or performing <laughs> um, so yeah people that know me personally um, when they get to know me and they find out I do music and they go on my Instagram and they see that I'm performing in front of crowds and stuff they're like well, how can you say you're an introvert but also be doing this and um, one thing I've learned is that kind of courage and boldness isn't kind of the absence of fear but um doing it anyway and so I think that's what's kept me going is just like almost the fear of not doing it and in five years or ten years looking back and saying oh I could have done this I could have done that and ultimately it's just a passion of mine just creating and and resourcing so whether that be through the music or whether that be through the charity work that I do just creating is definitely a passion of mine so every single opportunity I get to just do that I'm all is that's amazing letting like the passion and the joy really be the thing that 
yeah it's like going before you so you keep going so Mm. tell me a bit more about I'm a Vessel UK it's your charity that you're running how did it start what's the vision where's it going yeah so we launched uh, Vessel in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic because growing up as young people it's me and myself and uh, about 11 volunteers that are part of the team there especially in black majority churches a lot of times you're not really allowed we wasn't allowed to be young people in the sense that young people face things, you know, questions about life, about faith, about their identity, about what they see on the TV and how that lines up and mirrors with what they read in the Bible and and who they believe God is. And uh, a lot of times when you ask these questions in church, um, you know, why can't I smoke weed? How far is too far with my boyfriend? Am I allowed to date? Um, whatever it is. A lot of times you get shut down, uh, sometimes out of fear um, from the elders or the youth workers not being able to answer the questions or lack of knowledge. But um, ultimately, we found that young people, if they don't get the answers that they're looking for inside the church, they're going to get the answers outside. And Mm. so uh, we wanted to create a platform where we could provide biblical kind of training, biblical knowledge to youth workers and to young people about questions that they face um, so that yeah, young people can kind of see that God cares about every single part of their life rather than just, you know, the, the part they show on Sundays. So that and then there's also um, obviously like we've been talking about music and creativity. We also run workshops, uh, particularly in the arts. So music, painting, drama, dance, business. We yeah, we provide workshops for young people uh, to basically express themselves in the arts and find their passion for arts especially young people that maybe wouldn't have those opportunities regularly Mm, yeah that's so cool linking up both kind of the practical skills building and like really stewarding people's gifts and like where they're going with the real heart of like actually how do they see God because I think our perspective on God can really influence how we then see the world and what we decide to do and yeah what we step into so what are kind of some of the things that young people have been making through your charity like have people gone on Oh, yeah. Do you have any like stories of what's happened so far? Yeah, just being able to provide workshops and see young people just enjoy themselves is is the biggest plus, you know, like break out of their shell. You have a conversation at the beginning of a workshop with a young person and they maybe they just don't want to speak to you, but they, they don't utter many words. You know, they don't they're not that outgoing. But as soon as you put a beat on and you say, OK, let's write a rap song right now or uh, here's some headphones. I want you to make a beat. I want you to. Uh, choreograph a dance or whatever it is that they're passionate about they just they just go for it and seeing a young person be free in that moment is is very very rewarding Mm, yeah that's really cool and yeah to be free when you're young I think there's stuff that I know I held myself back from that now I'm trying to like push into so being able to have that sense of freedom and joy yeah earlier is yeah just really cool yeah so you're kind of involved in like you've got the charity you've got your music you've got like I guess yeah like what God's been speaking to you at like different seasons and different times you've also got your own life and yeah so and kind of your thoughts about church as well how do you discern like where God's calling you into especially if that isn't just one purpose or like one job but it could be like a mix of things great question for me it's kind of been I don't want to say trial and error um but it's kind of like once you start for me what I found is that God shows you more it's like mm. you take the first step of, on the staircase and then you start to see the other step and more steps and you, you're able to figure out the route. Um, but until you start driving, you ain't got a clue where you're going. You yeah, know? you don't know. Yeah. So I think for me, from a young age, I, I don't know how, but I just kind of I kind of heard the word vessel uh, being spoken over my life. And I felt like, OK, what's that? You know, what does that mean? Is that me? Do I need to be a vessel? What is a vessel? Um, and out of that has come music, out of that has come the charity work, and who knows what what yeah will come out of that in the future. But I think what's very important is a lot of time God aligns his will and his plans for us with the passions and the gifts that he's given us and the things that he's putting on your heart are there for a reason. Uh, so just don't be afraid to express yourselves through those things that you're actually passionate about because God can use that for his glory. Mm. 
I had a recent conversation with some friends where they they were kind of thinking through like oh I want to be creative in this way but like it has to it has to bring God glory like can I paint like a bible verse on that or do something like that wanting to make it really explicit and I guess Mm. as you've been a creator for a while what would you yeah what would you say in response to actually like it doesn't need to be that explicit yeah there's no rules man there's no rules I think uh we have, we have freedom in Christ to express ourselves um, in the way that we feel fit. You know, if you, if you desperately deep down want to create explicitly gospel music, that only, uh, the only lyrics are lyrics from the Bible itself and stuff like that, then that is, that's up to you. That's your calling, you know, but if you also want to just be a singer songwriter, um, what's most important is that you're living out the gospel in your actual life not mm-hmm. uh, how gospel your music sounding or how gospel your art is but how gospel your life is um, and that when people can see you they see Christ so yeah that's that's what I'd say to that I think me personally I've gone on a journey with that myself I think um, over the last few years I've realized that not only does kind of the audience in this country not necessarily respond well or the best they could to like contemporary christian music especially urban types they love worship but like urban types it is it's okay to just kind of branch out from that and create something just for the love of creating work with new artists work with new producers um, all from the same place all from the same heart but it might sound a little bit different and that could still give god glory as well Mm, yeah and i guess that is well I mean you know more about the vision of being a vessel but I guess the point of the vessel is it's about God using you and like the fullness Mm. of you and like where your heart's at and like that's what he sees like he sees the depth of us rather than just like the outward working of it but yeah I guess just because I'm intrigued what did God say to you about like what it means to be a vessel and yeah yeah what is that vision yeah so to me um I've always had the vision of Uh, a vessel just being someone that God can use uh, God can fill um, whether that be with his words um, with his songs with his power um, and then kind of pour you out (laughs) uh, among among the people and I always when I go into schools I use this analogy that you know I've actually got some stuff here but I know we're on podcasts but basically imagine I'm holding (laughs) up like three different containers yeah three different containers, all different sizes, like a measuring jug, a cup, uh, a water filter. They're all vessels, you know, but they all come in different shapes and sizes. And that's us. But the, the, the main thing is that you can fill them and you can pour them. You can use them, all, all three of those types of vessels. And mm. So I think what's important for, for us as believers is just to be ready, just to be available, no matter kind of our situation or circumstances or uh, kind of internal uh, limitations that we put on ourselves. God wants to use you. God wants to use your voice. He wants to use your platform because we all have one, whether that be in school, college, uh, work, we all have a platform. And uh, yeah, God wants to use us no matter what is around us. As long yeah. No, no, no. That, that was great. <laughs> it probably feels normal to you because you've been living it out. But I think it's such a great encouragement that like everyone has their part to play. And that it's about God who does like the filling and the pouring and we're just like there rather than having to strive to reach some kind of standard before he starts to u- use us. Exactly. There's also a conviction to steward, to steward well in the secret place or to steward well when you don't necessarily feel like you've got a massive platform yet so that God can use you rather than getting to that point and then you're a bit like, ah, now I have to learn on the job. But I guess like a big question in churches sometimes is about like burnout. And I think with creatives, there's just so much you could get yourself involved in. So how do you keep it sustainable and keep going? Like, has there been times when you felt like, oh, I just need to take a break for a bit or I need to rest or yeah. How have you stayed sustainable in your creativity and your calling? Yeah, I think we live in a very social media celebrity obsessed world where everybody wants to be seen and social media has given that opportunity to literally everybody to be the main character of their of their movie and so I would challenge uh, the people listening if you're creative or whatever for me what, what it's been like is not being afraid to go missing for a while and letting inspiration hit you letting God speak to you in that silent place when you're not visible and then when you have something to say <laughs> come out you know you can leave the prayer closet or you can leave your house and you can say what you have to say but I think 
sometimes we get caught up in this like we always have to be saying something we always have to have an opinion on absolutely everything and have a song for this and a sermon for that but ultimately I think we need to do less talking (laughs) and more listening to the world around us um, to God and what he has to say about this world and what he has to say about us and our lives and where he wants to take us and then when we have something to say come out and say that so for me Maybe I've got poor listening skills because I feel like God's always speaking, but I only hear him every so often. I I only have a plan that kind of he wants to implement or I feel inspired to create or to do something every so often. So it's not like every day I must be doing something just by force, just because I need to. It's important to have moments where you're silent and you can just wait on inspiration, wait on God's voice wait until you have clarity about what it is that you're you're trying to do um there's no harm in that Mm, that's so good that reminds me of um like jeremiah 17 when it talks about like even when the heat comes like the leaves of the tree that's like planted in the road will stay green and even if there's been like a time of drought like the fruit will always bear in its season and i think what yeah you're so right about that I definitely have it sometimes that religious guilt of like you have to be doing 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 serving the Lord but actually it's like he's the one who causes us to bear fruit so if it's mm. not right now like trust him that he'll do that Jeez, um, Anna, you know your Bible isn't it are you a bishop <laughs> no 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 I was literally I was literally just reading that today I guess it's like how the Holy yeah, Spirit yeah. moves yeah yeah I wouldn't be like my dream is to be able to like just repeat verses and stuff but I have not <laughs> stewarded or been disciplined in that Ah, you're better than you think man thank you (laughs) yeah I guess for like the singer songwriters what would you say to the people who are like sitting down they've got their pen and paper they've got their guitar out I'm not a musician as you can tell Um, (laughs) but they're just like they're trying to do something it just feels like there's not really any fresh inspiration or they're like waiting on the Lord and yeah it's just hard how would you what would you say to them yeah just wait a little bit longer um because what's worse like waiting or coming out of something that's just trash do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Or something that's not right for you, uh, something that is not going to align because, you know. But yeah, I think if, if you're struggling for inspiration, just wait a little bit longer because sometimes people can hear that in your music as well. You can, someone can hear, listeners can hear, ah, oh, this guy, he sounds like he's, he's, he's uninspired at the moment. He's almost like he's um, clutching at straws, just trying to get, you can hear it sometimes, but also, people can also hear when you're totally inspired, you're totally impassioned, um, and you're totally emotionally invested in what it is that you're doing. That's why people love Adele, because obviously she's really sad. It's all about pain and heartbreak and stuff most of the time, <laughs> which isn't something you want to listen to all the time. But when you do listen to her, um, I'm sure everybody's listened to Adele song before or seen her perform, nine out of ten times you feel something you know and that's because she always sings from a place writes from a place of inspiration and uh that's not every day that's why she only releases an album every six years or whatever it is because you just have to wait have to wait for it to work yeah to be fair Adele is like such a big testament to like you can go and hide and come back and Mm. still be successful because she's doing amazing like I'm pretty sure she doesn't want all of the fame that she has but it just keeps coming (laughs) yeah yeah I guess I've been asking you a lot about like how would you encourage a young person I think it's just because like watching you where you are it always feels like how did they get there and yeah how did that happen because a lot of people want to be there but we don't know like the steps to get there yeah like starting up your own charity how did that happen it was in the pandemic was that kind of like you then knew that God was saying it starts now or you were in a, like a place of influence, you talked to the right people. But yeah, like what would you say to someone who wants to start their own charity like you did? Yeah, um, I'd say just just start it. I know that's a terrible advice, but um, just kind of, yeah, just build a team, um, get people around you, uh, tell everybody that you ever speak to that you want to launch a charity um, because people know things that you don't know and they know people that you don't know. And as soon as you say that, that might spark something in their brain. Oh, I know so-and-so that's also launched a charity. Or I know this person who's really rich and he wants to give to that cause or whatever it is. So, yeah, just talk to a lot of people. And it will also hold you accountable when they see you next. Also, what, what, how's it going with that charity? So, yeah, it keeps you on your toes. For me, setting it up was really long. 
it's something I'd wanted to do for the past three years or so, just kind of had it there in the back of my mind. And I'd started the application in 2019 to, uh, yeah, to officially become a charity on the charity commission, whatever it's called and stuff. And it was loads of back and forth with uh, the organization, gov.uk or whatever. I guess they get billions of um, applications coming through all the time. So understandable. But um, yeah, for me, it was quite a long process. I'd say like six months of back and forth and emails. And then it just so happened to launch in the pandemic, uh, which I feel like is just such a God thing to do because it's an online platform pretty much um, uh, where we're creating online content for people online and everyone was online in the pandemic. So it kind of worked out. But um it might not be that long for you if you want to set up a charity. I know people that have set it up in less time than six months or eight months and have got quicker responses. So, yeah, but the sooner you start, the sooner uh, you get registered and stuff. Mm. Yeah, you do seem like you're a go-getter. Just, like, go for it and see how the Lord blesses it and moves it around. So, yeah, what's next for you? Are you creating more music or what, what are you up to? Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully by the time uh, you guys are listening to this, I'll have a single either out or on the way. Um, this year, 2021, I released an EP called Head in the Clouds, which was my most successful EP ever. So that gave me a lot of inspiration and kind of, yeah, excitement to create more. And so next year or this year, 2022, I want to um, put out more than just one EP. Um and yeah, hopefully by February, I would have had at least a singular. Awesome. Also, I meant to say, I actually didn't realise that um, I'm a Vessel was so young because I yeah. found it on Instagram. It just seemed like it was such a thriving platform. There's a lot yeah. of like memes there as well. It's like cool to get that Christianity and then like humour at the same time. Yeah, definitely. So if people want to follow you or follow your channels, where, where should they look? Uh, so for me, it's jvessel, at jvessel on Instagram. I created a TikTok. <laughs> nice, yeah. Got to yeah, stay relevant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's jvessel uh, official. And then for I'm a Vessel, it's I'm a Vessel UK on all platforms, TikTok included. And that's I am a Vessel, V-E-S-S-E-L, UK. Awesome. Any final words before you pray for everyone? No, except big up Anna and all the work that she and We Are Tear Fund are doing with the Together podcast. And I hope you guys tune into the next episode. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that promo. Yeah, I just love it if you could pray for everyone listening. Cool, man. Yeah, Lord, thank you for um, everyone that's listening right now. Thank you for the dreams and aspirations. Thank you for the things that you've given them to do on this earth. Thank you for the gifts and the talents that you've given them. And Lord, as they try and figure all of that stuff out and uh, kind of link it with work um, and life, I pray, Lord, that you uh, allow them to trust in you completely, look to you completely and allow you to guide their footsteps. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. It's been such a joy. And yeah, I mean, I'm trying to grow in the creative. So I just feel encouraged as well to step out in that. So thank you. Anytime. Yeah, man. Every time I edit the interviews back, I feel like I get delivered from my like life situations. Because right now I think I am like a bit fearful about different things yeah. I'm doing in the summer. So hearing Jay Vessel be like, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Like, yeah. you know, there's no time but now. It's just, yeah, it's just so good. So thank you, God, for making me work in a job that then delivers me of my life problems. <laughs> But Sandy, what did you like from the interview? So there was a few different things that stood out for me, which I really enjoyed. I, I really loved his point about uh, ju just sharing what he's like as a person that, you know, he's introverted in the industry. And I just thought it's so good to hear that. I'm not introverted by any means. I'm the absolute opposite. Yeah, uh, you are the opposite. <laughs> I think I you're one of the most extroverted people I know. 
Yeah. When I first did a Myers-Briggs test, I was 98% extrovert. And I was like, wow. And then like now I'm probably like in the 70s. So I've learned to spend time with myself and actually get better at energizing by myself. That's a side note. But I just thought it was so (laughs) helpful to have that piece of information about him because actually a lot of the time when people have public platforms and things like that, especially in the music industry, the networking, they assume you have to be this big, flamboyant, charismatic person. But I think it's really important that we know that actually most creatives are probably more introverted because Mm. they spend time by themselves to then generate that creativity and bring it out. And actually, I just I just really like that because it reminded me of Tori Kelly spoke about this in a video she did for I Am Second, where she shared about realizing her identity in Christ above kind of the expectations around her of needing to be this charismatic person but just being who she is and who God created her to be above all and actually just walking in confidence that you bring that to the table I thought was really good point what he made I also love what he said about like if you're waiting and you feel like you haven't got an answer just wait a little longer and the fact that like he was saying his EP that came out he had in the clouds that came out in like during COVID is actually his best one yet so it's just like such a testament that you can get better you do learn more like keep going with your flow and the other thing I loved was when he said like don't be afraid to disappear I just think that's so important because yeah with content creation and just like being around on social media it can feel like you need to be on it every day and like I even was just reading an Instagram post earlier today about someone who was like you know I've got so many followers now I'm feeling the pressure I'm burning out like I'm crying and you guys don't see it and yeah it's just like if you let it get to you it can so it's really good to be able to discern Mm -hmm. when is your time to be in the public when's your time to be in the private absolutely and getting that healthy balance between it so that actually you're in control of your social media not that that's controlling you and it's Mm. so important that we get to grips with that on how to how to use this tool which is a good thing but how we manage and use it well so that we're stewarding it and it's not stewarding us you know and I think that's such a good point actually And I also liked uh, where he spoke about his platform, what he has for young people and the charity work he does. And just there was a quote he said, which was regarding the church. He said, if if young people aren't getting the answers within the church, they'll be getting answers from outside on like big topics of different Mm. things. And I just thought, you know, it's so important that we're making safe spaces for young people to step into where they feel listened to, they feel respected, because that's when then, we can have a two-way conversation and we can impart something and we can hear from them as well. And I just thought that was really key what he said, actually, for us Mm. to be able to, yeah, be involved in the lives of young people and the next generation. It's got a two-way thing of gaining respect and, yeah, imparting the wisdom that we can offer from experience. Yeah, just for anyone listening, like We Are Tear is here to like help you engage in justice and faith and how to change the world, whether that's climate, whether that's like growing and gifting, whether that's becoming a leader, like so many different ways, like from topics to gifting to strengths and styles. And we know that we have like connections with people. So the reason we ask you to like come and ask us questions and to engage is because we want to serve you and we want to know like where best can we have the topics you want to talk about, what are the people you want to speak to, how can we yeah just be a place where you can ask those questions inside of Christian settings so like please do let us know how we can help and how we can be a place where you do learn about faith and justice together but if you've liked what you heard today or you have a question or you want to engage more with us make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on Spotify or whatever channel you're listening to and also on Instagram at we are tier fund we would love to hear from you we want to serve you we're for you and we believe you to be the next upcoming generation to see change we love you (laughs) 